Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. This is part three of a series of podcasts we're doing on the stages of an up level. In part one, I talked about my own story of reinvention. And in the last part, part two, I talked about the first stage of an up level. So if you haven't already, go check out those episodes. I think you'll really enjoy them. Even if you think, hey, I think I'm in this stage. I think I'm in stage two. That's fine. But I do, I do, I'm just going to highly recommend that you go back and, and listen to those. So in stage two of this cycle that we're going through, and remember as a cycle that alludes to the fact that it is on repeat. We go through these cycles all the time. Another reason, if you haven't already gone back to go listen to those other episodes, I think this is just going to be good information for future since this is part of how human existence works. So in step two, this this stage of realignment, the caterpillar in our butterfly allegory has completed its cocoon. So this step is all about shedding the skin. It's about getting to that moment when the caterpillar becomes this big glob of goo. Like it literally, it literally melts into glue. It has to completely dissolve its former identity before it can transform into a butterfly. I find this so fascinating. Like this creature, this butterfly is just such a fascinating creature to me. Um, and it, it, its cells are literally reorganizing into a butterfly So that moment when the caterpillar completely dissolves 100% into a bunch of goo is still coming. That's going to be in step 2B. This is 2A. So that's like a little mini step that's going to be happening. And we'll talk about that on this episode too. I call that rebirth. So this is realign. Okay, so the emotions that you could be feeling in this particular stage is grief, huge grief of the old dying or slipping away. So this could be like the moment or in the wake of like a death or a divorce or, you know, a financial crisis, anything where there's been a mini death or a major death. Um, You can feel confused. Like what used to work is not working anymore. Like all my tried and true methods are no longer working. Like what's going on here? You can feel really indecisive. You can feel like there's so many options, so many things you can do, so many possibilities, and there's so many voices out there. Um, And it can feel a little bit like analysis paralysis. You can feel overwhelmed. You can feel like it's difficult to receive answers from intuition. You can feel a little disconnected from yourself. You could be doubting yourself. 
and even maybe the intuitive answers that you're getting. Um, you may even wonder, like, is is God there? Is Source there? Is does the universe really have my back? Um, it can it can feel really dark. Um, you can feel helpless. You can feel like you might need someone else's help or that you're a victim of your circumstances, like you need someone else to solve your problems or validate you. You may even feel an ache or a call, like there's something more for you to be doing. There's something greater, a greater cause or a, a calling that you have in your life that you're just not quite living up to. You're not quite fulfilled and you're not living up to maybe the reason why you're, you, you came here. Like you don't feel like you're aligned to your purpose and that's okay. That's what this, this particular cycle is all about. It's about realigning to your purpose. You'll get there. Trust me. Um, you may feel like there's something missing or you may feel like you're forgetting something really important. Like, um, something you were supposed to come here and do, but you can't quite put your finger on it. You also may feel very directionless, you know, like, um, lost at sea, rudderless, desperate for clarity, or even like you're in a fog. Um, you may feel like you need more education. Like you try to fix it by getting more education. Maybe you want to get certified or get a degree or take a new course. You may feel a lot of urgency, like time's running out. You know, you got to figure this thing out. You got to get yourself together. And you may feel really impatient and frustrated. Um, you may even compare yourself like, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, why aren't I further ahead? Look at them. Like, I, I feel like I could do a better job than them. Like you might start getting your ego and pride in the way, like, like, you know, comparisonitis, you know, and you can feel like you're on a hamster wheel. This could be any or all of these things. You could feel like you're on a hamster wheel. Like you are making progress. You feel like you're doing actions that seem important, but they're not really fruitful. Like either on the fulfillment end of things, like you're not really feeling fulfilled by them, or it could also be like results oriented. Like you're not feeling like either the money's coming in like you thought it would, or like the opportunities aren't showing up or the relationships aren't showing up. You can feel like what's wrong with me? Like, am I even in the right place? Am I even doing the right things? Like who, or you can even think like you might have an idea and you want to pursue it, but then you're like doubting yourself. Who am I to do this? Like, am I really good enough to do this? It could even not even be something about something new you're thinking about. It could be, you know, something that you're presently working on, like, you know, feeling imposter syndrome, just like maybe on the thing that you've been doing your whole life, <laughs> you can have, um, even some small moments of clarity. Like maybe you, you have some epiphanies and some ahas and you feel like, well, I must've made it through the rebirth. I feel like that was a big aha, big shift, but it's not really the whole picture yet. I'm sorry to say it's not the whole picture yet. It, it could also feel like some things still don't make sense. So that's how you know you're still in this phase and you haven't, you know, gone to the next one yet. And you can feel like something really big and something important is coming. The cost of staying here is that you start and stop projects a lot. You start a lot of them. You stop a lot of them. So you have a lot of unfinished projects. Um, you could feel like 
oh, really excited about launching this new thing this week. But what it ends up being is a series of launching new products of the week, new flavors of the week to see what sticks. And you may not realize that you've outgrown some of your relationships, your old friends or your routines or, um, you know, even like mastermind group. You could invest in resources and solutions that you think are going to fix it, but it doesn't really move the needle that much. Um, you could start micromanaging your team because you're afraid that something else is going to fail or fall apart or you're waiting for another shoe to drop. Um, you can feel burnout and stress. You can be doubting yourself, your talents, gifts, and skills. You could even feel like kind of sheepish about being around people that you admire, that you are friends with, because if they only knew what was going on in my, you know, my backstage, you know, as opposed to my front stage, like what I'm showing to the world, like if they only knew what was going on, like maybe they would lose respect for me. Like, and that's not true at all. I feel like if anything, the right people your, your true friends, your true um, supporters would have your back and would understand um, and, and vulnerability can be a strength in that way. Um, so another, another other, other things, you know, to identify where you're at, it could be that your results aren't matching your expectations. You could continue to try fixing a situation by throwing more money at it, throwing more energy at it. Um, feeling negative feelings or just trying to cover up the negative feelings. Like, you know, because if I want to attract my ideal life, I'm supposed to have positive feelings. So you could end up like burying and not fully processing some of the lower emotions, like some of the emotions like grief, like you're going through a hard time. It could even be unprocessed trauma from the past that you haven't processed and integrated. And so this can bring up a lot and you can, you can really feel lost and you can, you might even have like team members or clients that are not aligned showing up and you're like, this isn't what I asked for. So understanding like, how did you get here? I think is really important. Again, this is about timing. It's not about blame or taking responsibility. It's like, this is a cycle that happens over and over in our lives. So how did you get here? Well, it could be from doing more than being, you could have, you know, gotten into this pattern, which is kind of like a, a summary pattern. Like if we're talking about seasons, it's kind of the summer pattern of hustle and doing and, and instead of being, and, and I feel like we need that contrast. I'm not even going to say balance. We need that contrast so that we can be in this state of receptivity and stillness to understand, like, are we actually doing the things that are going to, you know, push the needle? Are, are we doing the things that are most important to us that will give us the most fulfillment? And that reflection time is so important. Um, another thing could be that we're thinking more than feeling. A lot of us could be just disconnected from our emotions, from our heart, from our true soul, from our intuition, from that inner voice. And we're caught up in our mind and we need to bring it, bring it down. You know, we need to bring it down. Our heart actually has neuroreceptors in it. They found your, your heart is like another brain. 
So connecting with emotions and actually feeling and processing through maybe the unprocessed traumas or the unprocessed emotions of even growing up or conditioning or programming or, you know, people, you know, that have put expectations onto you, like actually looking at those things and understanding more about how you feel and how you feel about yourself and how you feel about others. It's so important. Um, giving your power away to others to solve your problems, whether that's a coach or a friend or a spiritual leader, whatever it is, like that could be another reason why you can find yourself here um, or maybe not moving on. And, you know, not investing that time again, I'm going to say this, investing that time in listening to your inner voice, you know, it's just going to lead to more workaholism, working harder, more trial and error. You know, what if I told you that listening to your intuition and actually like taking that time, that investment in time actually yields dividends. Like I call this Einstein time. It's like, if I just invested eight minutes or even 30 minutes of my day listening to myself, whether it's meditating, you know, asking questions of my higher self, my higher power, and then like actually listening to the response, I feel like that increases my productivity and my effectiveness like 10x through the day. Like I feel like I gain at least two hours in the day for that little investment of time. So, I mean, it's not a question of if you don't have time for intuition or listening to your intuition, that's like saying you don't have time for gravity. It's silly. So the other thing that could keep you stuck here is also just throwing more energy, money, or people at problems or even launching new offers prematurely because maybe this is what I could do to tweak it and then you don't get the results. And again, that comes from doing more than being. So the common missteps that are made here, um, and ask again, ask me how I know <laughs> is trying to force that moment of rebirth, like trying to race towards it, like a racehorse. Cause you're ready to go. And you really want to get through this. Like you can't force it. Like can a caterpillar force how long it's going to take and get impatient about becoming a butterfly? No, because it's all about timing. Um, so you can't really speed up the process. You could also feel like um, life's unfair and you have no control. Um, you do have control and life can be unfair, but it's all about your perspective. And if you look at why these things are happening, they're not happening to you. They're happening for you. And I feel like that can bring so much, so much more solace. Um, especially if you're in victimhood or martyrdom or fix it mode. So those are very primal human instincts, you know, is, is to go for that victimhood, martyrdom or, or fix it mode. And they're not that helpful when you're in this stage. Again, it's all about surrender. Um, it's, but when I say surrender, I don't mean like, don't do anything and hope this will pass. Like, that's not what I mean at all. Like, it means just, again, accepting what is, accepting like, this is where I'm at and I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to, you know, hopefully take Christy's advice. Like she's been through this and helped a lot of clients through this and, and, and go through the exercises that I'm, that I'm mentioning here so that you can really come out the other side and 
hopefully do it quicker with less resistance. Like I resisted this stuff a lot. Um, and I am responsible for my own suffering when I resisted that. But, you know, just like in strength training, like the resistance, you know, is, can build up your resilience. It can, um, but it can also prolong these changes a bit more. Like you could stay in the cocoon a bit longer, which I don't think you really want. Um, you could also try to reinvent yourself a little too soon. So it's like really premature. So you could try to re reinvent yourself. Like you think, you know who you are. And so you try to re reinvent like your life, your business, your circumstances, but that is going to come much later in the process and doing it before you're ready before you're that butterfly, before you can actually see what you've become, um, is kind of like wasted energy. And I don't like to see people waste energy or time or money. Like I'm really good at helping people optimize. So trust me when I say <laughs> do it later as much as you might want to do it now. Um, cause you're just going to probably end up redoing it again later anyway. So anyway, um, like resist trying to redesign your website or having a new photo shoot. Like, yeah, that could make you feel good in the short term. But again, like you want to see what this butterfly is going to look like. Right. Um, so, so do that later. Also like launching new offers, same goes for that. Like anything new, like avoid trying to make things new again. And I feel like this comes from wanting to be in fix it mode, but, but really like resist that because the moment of death hasn't happened. And when that moment of death, like that hundred percent goo, when that happens, after that happens, then the butterfly starts rebuilding itself and you'll have a clearer picture. So, um, another thing, like just along the, the lines of, um, you know, throwing more money or people at a project, like hiring a new marketing company to help you like out of whatever hole you think you're in is not a good idea. Whether it's a, a marketing company or more team members, like, that's more like trying to fix the external symptoms of what's going on when you really must focus on the internal, um, work. So, um, also hiding or exhibiting hermit like behaviors while it's very natural, like, and I applaud you if you want to do that, that's great. I also think just finding like one or two friends that you can talk to really helps a lot. So, um, also not listening to your heart or your intuition and just trying to deny it or, you know, shove it under the rug. Like that's not going to help things. Um, adding more things to your plate or like trying to assert your will to make things happen. Like that's not going to help either. Um, a couple other things that aren't going to help is getting upset at others for not doing something correctly and then going and doing it yourself. Like be that person and definitely don't give up. Like you are so close to this moment of rebirth. So a little, like, I want to share my story, like being in this phase a little bit. So when I was in this phase, my family and I moved to Utah and it was kind of like my idea to move to Utah. And I, the whole time we've lived here in Utah, I'm like, why are we here? And it was just, it was, there's no reason for us to be here. If that makes sense. It was like, I made it up in my mind that this is, this is what we needed. And like, I've always wanted to live somewhere where there's four seasons 
I did grow up. I was born in New York, so there were four seasons there. Um, we lived in Northern California for many years, and there are kind of four seasons there. I mean, it's, you know, coastal, so you don't get as much snow, you know, depending on where you are in California. Where we were, we were in the Bay Area, so we didn't get snow. So I just, you know, living in Arizona where there's basically two seasons, there's very, very hot and mild, mildly warm, cool. So I just, I, I don't know what it was. And I, and then I was just really drawn to the mountains. I really wanted to be like, almost like higher up, like where there's a view. So we found this house. It was in the foothills of these, this mountain. We have an amazing view of mountains, of the valley below, like it's beautiful. And we've, we've been enjoying like these seasons, but I didn't, we didn't need to move to Utah. Like, I feel like that was kind of a misstep. Like we didn't, we didn't need to move to Utah. Like we had at the time a three month old baby and a two year old, like we did not need to be moving. Anyway, we did it. It, it, it is what it is. And then I, I left this mastermind that I was a part of. And there's more to the story that I talk about in my book, which I'm not going to share here, but that's in my book, The Intuition-Led Business. Um, it really led to a lot of great lessons, I feel like. Um, but having left my home of 30 plus years in Arizona, having left this mastermind, all my fa family and friends... Um, I felt so isolated and so alone. Like I definitely went into hermit mode. I pulled back from social media, um, from even emails, from really marketing my business. Like people, I did actually do a podcast, which was really healing and helpful for me because it was a way for me to connect to people, but not be completely committed to people at the same time. Like I just didn't feel like I had the capacity, um, and, but the, the, that's when I started my podcast. It was great. Um, I also, during this time wrote my book, um, and I did launch it. It was a new thing. I feel like it was almost like premature because here's this book, the intuition led business. And at the time I was still, um, you know, working in my marketing agency and I didn't really see the connection. Like, why would I write a book about intuition? Like, like if I were going to write a book about intuition, wouldn't it make sense for me to have more of a intuition type of business? Like where I taught intuition or where I coached about intuition or I, you know, helped people through their business challenges with intuition and not, you know, doing services, marketing services, like doing it for them, doing their marketing for them. Right. And I just was like really confused by that. But I feel like it all happened the way it was supposed to happen, but now I can see being on the other side of my rebirth, like what my soul was calling me to do. And it was, and it was amazing and it's been beautiful, but it's like my business has now completely shifted into a new direction. And I talk about that more in part one. Um, but yeah, like I just felt like anyone here in Utah, I couldn't really connect with them. Like I just, I, just didn't jive with them. I didn't vibe with them. Like, like I try to make friends, but I just didn't really have interests. Um, and plus the culture is just so different than what I was used to. Um, 
you know, even having been raised in a very um, high demand religion and then being in the essentially the Mecca of this particular religion, I didn't, I underestimated how much different the culture was and how much, um, how much I wasn't seen as valuable as a woman and particularly a woman in business. It was very, very disturbing for me. So I ended up just connecting a lot more with people virtually, like who lived in other states and had clients and the podcast interviews and, and all that, but I was very much in hermit mode. And I did actually meet a couple of friends through that podcast that I started during this time that are still very dear, sweet friends. Like one I talked to on Voxer, like all the time, you know who you are. And, um, the other one, like I talked to her almost daily as well. And I help her with her business and I play a pretty major role in her business as well. And it's one of the many things that I do and I love it. And, but that was, that was interesting that the universe sent me two friends, you know, so I didn't feel completely alone. Um, and this is, this was definitely a hard time. This is probably like, it is the hardest, hardest part to go through is when you're in the stage. So what I wish I'd known, constructive business actions, visioning creating a vision board, you know, going like doing guided visualizations that match what you're looking to attract guided meditations. Um, and really specifying the details of your creation. Like, again, you're still in the cocoon. You're, you're going to be liquefied soon, you know, as this allegory of the butterfly. So it's about intending what it is that you want to create and making plans and taking guided actions to move towards your intentions, even if it's not a completely firm decision, it's not a firm commitment, or it's not like launched in public, like that will come later, but just moving towards it and creating. I I did a lot of creating in this phase, a lot of writing, a lot of blogging. And it's interesting because now that I'm on the other side of the rebirth, like I've been revisiting some of those creations and it's been like so seamless to just pull it together. Like this program that I have called Intuition Upgrade, like it has so much of my creations from the past few years that I didn't make public. They weren't ready yet, but now it's time. Now, now it's ready. Go forward with your heart open. Do what feels right. Even if your brain doesn't agree, even if your childhood programming doesn't agree, um, again, don't make any firm decisions in this stage. This is okay for you to be non-committal. That means like non-committal on relationships. That means non-committal with the products you launch. That means non-committal in like maybe hiring new people. It is okay to be non-committal in this phase. Um, don't make any firm decisions, like please. Um, even like real estate or big moves, like those are all huge decisions. Um, protect your energy and confidence with everything that you have. That means setting boundaries. That means reducing the amount of time that you spend around people that don't vibe or resonate with you anymore. Even if they're like, like your best friend from childhood or like you're a family member. Um, another helpful thing to do is to do a business inspection. So what I mean by this is like looking, like taking inventory of your business resources, doing you know, some PL. If you're not already doing profit and loss statements, this is a time to start. Um, looking at your cash flow, your cash reserves, looking at your website and market marketing analytics, like what's been working, what hasn't been working. This is just taking inventory. It's not taking action on anything yet. 
just get a true picture of what's going on in your business and your life, really. Um, remove, again, that need to go, 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 or to make hasty decisions. Um, instead of you know, being in this mode of force and make, go into this mode of receive and create. Let go of any criticism of others. This might also be kind of a reason to go hermit mode. Um, letting go of self-judgment and self-criticism, you know, and, and embrace what you encounter along the way. Like know that it's for your highest good. Again, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And like, we all need you to, to crack open. We need you to pull out like your divine essence, your true soul, your true self, so that you can share your true gifts with the world and align to your true purpose. Like we need that. There's so many of us going around that are not doing that, not living our truths and, um, still stuck in subconscious or subconscious beliefs or cognitive patterns or childhood programming or any kind of subconscious programming. And, when you can be you, you can be unique and you can be limitless. Like it's like that Marianne Williamson quote, like when you shine bright, you give everyone else permission to shine bright too. Like, don't try to like dim your light so you can fit in. Like, so embracing that, I mean, you're not ready to shine quite yet, but like just really practicing and applying that self-love and understanding where your true power is. Um, you know, getting really intentional about learning who your audience is and getting to know them better and how you want to serve them. You might not change anything yet. It's just kind of like getting ideas, visioning. And then understand your voice and your unique perspective. Look, your voice is as unique as your fingerprint. Like, I think we could actually probably find a study that would back me up, like some science that would back me up. Like there's a certain timber and resonance to your voice that really can't be mimicked. I mean, I know they have deep fakes. Yeah, that's AI, artificial intelligence. But what I'm saying is there's only one you. And when you can understand your voice and your unique perspective, um, that's important. I, I recently watched this movie and it, it's called Vengeance. BJ Novak wrote it and stars in it. And he wrote a lot of the episodes of The Office. So he like, it's, it's a dark comedy. It was really good though. Like it, it definitely was funny and it definitely made you think, but he's this podcaster and he's interviewing this murder of this like Texas girl that he hooked up with once. And, um, there's one part where he's talking to Ashton Kutcher. He plays, uh, Ashton plays this, uh, like recording artist who recorded this girl and this podcaster, BJ Novak's character asks him. So, you know, if I were to sit down with you and you were to tell me what's my voice, like what's my unique voice, what would you tell me? And Ashton's answer was really interesting. He said something, he's like, you know, first I would tell you to listen to all the voices around you and listen to your, you probably said listen to your own voice too. I don't remember, but that's what I would add. Um, and then 
listen to all of it, take it in, and then translate it. When you translate it, that is your voice. That is your unique perspective. I was like, that is really good. Um, so you can also still connect with your audience, you know, connect. And if you're not serving your ideal audience, you can connect with your audience on a spiritual and energetic level, almost like taking the potential future ideal audience as like a collective. And you can tap into that energy intuitively through your heart space even, and really feel like, what are they needing? Like, what are their hopes? What are their desires? Like, how can I help them? And start feeling out any new messaging that you want to be putting out there or any new products. And just like test out how it feels. Again, don't really do anything with it yet. Um, so how do you up level? How do you get from this level to the next level? There's still a moment of rebirth coming, which I'll talk about in a second. But how do you get to the rebirth and how does the rebirth turn into the next step after that? Well, strengthening intuition. Remember, you can develop intuition like a muscle. It's not something that some people are born with and some are not. We are all born with intuition. It's just a matter of how much we've strengthened our intuition. And if you want more help on that, get my book or get on the wait list for my, my course. I'll, I'll talk, talk about that a little later and I'll put links in the show notes, but unlearn when I say, so we learn things, but then we can unlearn things. And when I say unlearn your identity, I mean, unlearn what other people think of you, what they want from you or what you can give to them. Like just let go of all of it, push it to the side and, uh, and then see what shows up, see what fills that void. Because if you've done this inner work, that will probably be your true inner voice speaking, your intuition speaking about who you really are at soul level. And if you want help with that, I do have some things that I can help you with in a private setting, one-on-one, -on -one. go to my website for that. But You'll want to be like shedding the product projections and the expectations of others. So this goes into the unlearning. Um, you'll want to shed any non-essentials, any distractions. This is like physical objects. This could be ideas and concepts. This could, this could be like product lines, you know, um, again, no huge decisions. Only do it if it, if, if you feel like, yeah, it's non-essential. Like that's old news. Like that's the old me. That's not where I'm going. Um, and just be really open to recognizing and finding your second act. So up until this point, you've been living your first act, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are when you listen to this, like consider that your first act. Now you get the opportunity to discover what your second act is. And I think we all love second chances. This is your second act. So start looking at what that might look like. Uh, and then accept any, any responsibility or any past choices that you've made up until this point in your first act. It's okay. It's, that is what it is. You've learned from it. It's not a failure. 
You know, failure is just education in disguise. And be open to new perspectives and be open to the fact that life is moving you into another direction slowly, but surely, you know, small tweaks can make huge changes. Like I'm obsessed with this idea of Kaizen. It's this Japanese word Kaizen. And it basically means that with little 1% improvements over time, it can add up to a huge change. And I was you know, in my previous career, I was just so obsessed with like finding these little hinges that swung the big doors, like finding the little levers that made huge difference. And I still am because I'm all about optimizing people's energy and time and money and resources and their gifts and their strengths. And so like, it's about finding those 1% little changes that could change everything. It, and it, that takes self-discovery work and it takes self-care. It, it takes filling your cup and listening to your intuition and, and identifying the, your joys and your passions and what lights you up. And that might be hard to identify at first, especially if you're really disconnected from yourself. I talked about this a little bit in one of the previous episodes in this series and just, just trust. Like if, if something sparks inside of you, like, oh, I want to go talk to that person or, oh, I want to go do that or, I want to try this out or, you know, a, a new sport, new hobby, whatever it is, whatever's going to light you up, that is moving you in a good direction. That is moving you more towards your true soul, your, your true nature, your true self. So trust and follow that and release what's not you. It's okay if you've been that up until this point, you can just decide to drop it at any point especially if it's past like condition, you know, conditions that people have put on you or expectations, release what's not you clear your blocks, heal your wounds, realign to your superpowers, align to your true self, align to your life's work. And really like in this stage, I would ask you to ask yourself, what are my superpowers? Not just your intuitive superpowers, but like your genius. What is my genius and what is my purpose? So as I mentioned in the last episode, I love music. I feel like it has such a huge um, impact on how we feel our emotions and it can be very helpful for releasing emotions or processing through emotions. And there's two songs I want to recommend because this is this stage, let's just face it, is a doozy. So it needs two songs. The first one, Fix You by Coldplay. So good. Um it's not like hugely uplifting, but it definitely helps you like process through some stuff. And then this other song is like really special to me because I'll tell you this little story about it. Um, and then I'll tell you the title and I'll put these, the links to the songs in the show notes. So one day when I was in this stage, I put on my Apple watch, you know, I charge it every night next to my bed and I put it on and I looked down and it had been playing this song. I didn't recognize the song. It's nowhere on my phone. I'm like, how the heck did it get on my watch? Like I scoured through my Apple music on my iPhone to see if I even owned the song, where it came from. It, it was not playing on my phone, just on my watch. It was the most bizarre thing. Anyway, I was like, what is the song? So I listened to the song. It's called Wonder by Morgson. It's like, I 
think I'm pronouncing that right. I had to look it up. It's spelled M-O-R-G-X-N and it features Sarah Bareilles. Anyway, I'm listening to this song. It was intense. It was like describing exactly like, like if my heart wrote a song, like it was that song. It was, I still, to this day, it is non-explainable how that got on my watch. All I can tell you is it really felt like a message from one of my spirit guides. Like that's how it felt to me. It was like, you were seen, you were loved, you will get through this. So anyway, let's get into the rebirth. This is really short. You know, this is just going to be the, the final part of this episode. This is the part when the caterpillar becomes completely, totally, 100% goo. Nothing, nothing is left of the old caterpillar. Nothing. It is completely liquefied. And yet nothing is visible of the butter butterfly. Like the butterfly is just not there yet. So this is the in-between. This is like a void. It's the mo moment of both the death of the old self and the rebirth of the new self. So when you hit this moment and you will, you know it. There's no wondering. You feel a complete and utter shift. You've given up your entire old identity. You may see glimpses of what you've become, like what you're becoming, but you still don't know what color wings you're going to have when you finally emerge out of the cocoon as the butterfly. You've done the inner work in the cocoon. You may feel like you have a totally new operating system. It's like switching from PC to Mac or Mac to PC. You know, you might have developed some shortcuts and then all of a sudden you're on this new operating system and everything looks different and none of your shortcuts work. And it feels totally foreign, like you're learning a totally new way of being. Um, and many people make the mistake that once they've reached this realign slash rebirth step, that they're ready for the reinvent step. They're not. So if you try to make changes before you're ready, you're probably going to stay longer in the realign and rebirth step. Just going to warn you, like, ask me how I know. <laughs> so in the, in the reinvent step, um, or sorry, in, 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 yeah, no, sorry. In the rebirth step that we're in, you can even feel like you've given your last F you, you know, I'll continue. This is a, I, I don't, you know, if there's children around, I don't want them to hear the, the, the word, but you know, you've given your last, you know what you can feel invincible. You can feel unstoppable. You may even feel a little freaked out. You may even be feeling like, wow, like I feel super powerful. Like you might even be feeling that that's all normal. You may also feel like complete crap. <laughs> so I feel like this step is a lot shorter. I don't want to put any expectations on how long it is because I don't want you to feel like you're doing it wrong. For me, I feel like this was like a few months as opposed to like a year or two, um, for some people, it's been like a few weeks. So, I mean, you'll know when you experience it. And the song that I feel like goes with this is the one virtue that is required 
before you get into reinvent and it is patience. And I love Chris Cornell's version of patience. He covers guns and roses uh, version of the song. And it is amazing. Like his voice. I just love his voice anyway. Um, so before we close and move on to the next episode, which is the next part, part four of the series, I just want to encourage you, go get the book, the intuition led business. I feel like it is very supportive of any step that you might be in, and it definitely will help you get on the right track to start really developing your intuition. That can be found at intuitionledbusiness.com, and there's also a free download of of the first chapter if you're interested. And then um, you can also check out my YouTube. I have some interviews that I've been doing on the book and some other videos that maybe have helped to you as well. I just feel like in this stage, like filling your mind with things that are positive and helpful is so supportive to this stage. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can sign up for the wait list for intuition upgrade at intuitionupgrade.com. And this is my 10 week curriculum on really going the next step past the book, really going deep for 10 weeks, developing intuition, and then applying that to business. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode This stage is definitely a little more rough. I'm excited to talk about the next stage. I've just been, you know, if you're watching me on YouTube, I've had the same outfit on for, you know, episodes one through three. I think I might uh, uh, change and do this either tomorrow or maybe if I'm in the flow later today. But I feel like step three, reinvent, is so fun. It's so much better than the, the, the other stages. I mean, I don't want to say better, you know, because they all have their importance and they all have their value, but it is happy times. So I, I might do that. I, so I have a call coming up soon. We'll see, but I will see you on episode four, whenever that is for you or the part four, episode 65. And we'll see you next time. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like comment and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.